When I go into trying to logically reason things through, well, if he would want, if he'd want to, he would, but I want to and I don't, that's all in our head. See that? It's all cognitive. And none of that's going to get us anywhere. I mean, think about it. If you follow that train of thinking, where exactly do we think that's going to have us end up? I'll tell you where. In a place that doesn't feel super great. doesn't feel good in our body. So I want us to try something else. Let's see if we can go about this differently. In actuality, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter their motivation. It doesn't matter what's going on in their head. All that matters is, does this work for me? I watch with my eyes, I see their action. Do I wanna communicate about it? Or do I just wanna simply say, this doesn't work for me and I move on? Here's the kicker. It's not coming up with the answers to our reasoning. It's not reasoning in the first place. Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly Demillier. And we are doing a little bit of fun episode this week of some advice we've gotten from TikTok. <laughs> An unlikely source. <laughs> hey, there's some legit, I think there's some legit people on there. So we have a mix here between, you know, people that are therapists, PhDs, and uh, just people with theories that went viral. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're not going to dance for you. I don't know. I, it's very interesting that I think TikTok sometimes... I've heard many people say this of like, sometimes it feels like a personal attack of like, what's in your algorithm. Oh yeah. But you're just like, how did, how do they know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't go on TikTok like that often. And like some of the things I get sent, I'm just like, Oof. like, yeah, exactly. You said like, how right. did they know? I'm like, well, it's because the robots are listening to everything. Right. Like I either feel like I log on and everything's so funny and I'm like crying, laughing at everything. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, that's the two sides of TikTok. It's like, oh, oh, we're telling truths today? No, thank you. <laughs> Those are the days you don't spend that much time on there. Right. Uh, or just like, man, remember when we used to be like, I saw on Facebook. Now we're like, I saw on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but this actually tiktok uh does have great things like uh finding mr height if you haven't listened to our episode with her it mm-hmm. was great she was someone i originally found on tiktok right and right, i was right. like oh she's given some great advice like i like her vibe i like how she approaches dating uh so you know just another human connector uh for <laughs> well, everybody the thing that's nice about the tiktok algorithm though is that it is for like the creator economy it is supposed to be the one that's actually like better for uh, like more fair versus like an instagram or facebook where like on those anymore you're really gonna get the the deep pockets kind of people which like not to say that they're bad but it's like you might just be kind of get getting served a lot of the same stuff whereas like tiktok it's like really anybody can blow up for no rhyme or reason so you might just get some new kinds of opinions yeah definitely i mean instagram's trying to do it with reels but the tiktok algorithm is is king yeah currently king yeah it is like kind of as i'm saying like new opinions because there are studies <laughs> out there of, uh there was this journalist who uh she created a brand new account i believe it was a vice journalist but uh anyways the story's out there that she created like a brand new account and uh, i believe a new instagram and a new facebook as well and started like engaging with uh like QAnon types of content and it took like I don't know, like 48 hours or something ridiculous to like 
just solely being served QAnon mm, content. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, not hard to uh, go down a rabbit hole and no. only get that. So make sure you like some different kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, before we get to, to our TikTok stars here, um, uh, we are sponsored, everybody, by SunsetLakeCBD.com. And they have a very new product that yeah. I'm excited about. Yeah. So the tinctures, the drops, if you're a fan of CBD drops, oils uh, under your tongue, we can all admit, not the best tasting thing in the world. That's why you put it under the tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have flavored tinctures. I'm so pumped about this. We got off the call with the team today. They're sending it down to us to to give a try. But what have we got? A su- a citrus and a mint? Citrus, mint, and there was one other one that now I'm blanking on. We're going to call it a mystery flavor. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell <laughs> you guys choice. next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are launched the 18th. So that's this coming Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are looking to refill or want to try a little flavorful, flavorful tincture, uh, use our code SGS20 for 20% off. And this is the only place I've heard of doing flavored drops. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. Right. But that's probably why you like the gummies. Is it's just like it's so easy. You just pop yeah. a gummy. Tasty. You don't got to think about it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm very excited to try this product. Yep. It's going to be good. So uh, use our promo code SGS20 at sunsetlakecbd.com. And if you want extra discounts and behind the scenes uh, of the show, join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. Get in on the conversation. All right. The comment section is always on fire of what's (laughs) going on. All right. So without further ado, um, let's get to our first TikTok of the show. Let's do it. Of ever. Okay. So this first one is about why breakups affect women more because women tend to date not in their league. Not out of their league, but not in their league. She'll she'll clarify. But Okay, I'm curious to hear what that means. I feel like women have a harder time with breakups than men, and this is why. Women will date men who are not in their league. And I didn't say out of their league, I said in their league, so don't confuse the two. Basically, they're picking the safe option. They're settling. They're not going after what they really want, because if they did, they could get rejected, and rejection is scary. No one wants to be vulnerable like that. So they date men who don't meet their standards. They're probably not giving them the bare minimum. They're not reliable, trustworthy. They're most likely communication issues. They're probably fighting about the same things without any type of resolution. So the relationship ends. Obviously it's not working. It doesn't matter though who broke up with who. The woman more times than none will be more heartbroken. Now it's a self-worth issue. She doesn't feel good enough for someone who was never good enough for her to begin with. It hurts your ego because the woman feels like she should have been good enough for the man to give her everything she needed, even though she knew from the beginning that he wouldn't be able to do it. And that hurts. Okay, so it's not about physical. Right. I, I mean, I think it could do a little bit. I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's essentially saying the dating method of like, okay, whoever comes on to me is who I'm accepting. Yeah. I think it's a bit of like, women like have that thought process more often of that this person will be my forever and like that's not matching the male thought process like I feel like that's a a woman usually gets there quicker and then when they decide like this could be a person that I'm gonna pursue these things with like it's it's more frustrating when it doesn't work out versus like a guy who's more typically like this is for right now yeah, I wouldn't say that women necessarily know quicker. I think it's more 
women won't continue dating a guy they don't see they don't feel like it's going somewhere or some type of future in their head right that's what i'm saying yeah. of like that that women are planning for that quicker than men are right and so this like not in their league concept i think it's just like if someone is giving women that kind of attention they're like okay well i'm gonna try and make it work with this person because this is the here and now yeah i think that's part of it but i think a big part of it was what she said of like lowering your standards a little and like accepting this person and Mm -hmm. then it doesn't work out with that person and you were like i lowered my standards to be with this person and Mm -hmm. it still didn't work but like sometimes it makes you doubt like oh do my standards need to be lower or are they too low right yeah and like i guess what she's saying is that it's just like it's not really about those whether your standards are out of whack it's that like you're not judging your compatibility correctly yeah i think you could say that i don't know i think i think something she doesn't address i mean obviously it's a short tiktok is that i think and there's plenty of research that shows this of breakups hit women harder first and yeah like men it hits them later yeah that i've had a lot of guy friends tell me this of like you're gonna get a call like two to three weeks yeah or even two months yeah the uh, two week window is the sweet spot of like all of a sudden if you don't say anything that's when they're back in and you're like uh, you just got to know that like nothing has changed when Mm -hmm. you get that call um yeah i think for men they it takes them a longer time to process it yeah or it's uh i've had guy friends be like in love with a woman they break up and they still originally just feel relieved for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. They're like, it's like, oh, because I don't have to put any work into this thing anymore. Yeah. That they're like, oh, freedom is their first feeling. Right. And then they're like, yeah. And then enough time goes by that you're like free and having fun. that You're just like, oh, yeah, I miss that like Sunday night with my girl. Right. But it just doesn't hit them right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's sort of like that social construct of like when men break up like they they are free they get to go out they get to do whatever they want and for a woman it's like well now you have a better chance of becoming a spinster yeah (laughs) Yeah. i was just gonna say that i was like you cat woman yeah (laughs) women they're like get a cat (laughs) they're like you need someone to love (laughs) okay so the next one we have is uh similar to the breakup one here it's about how to actually let go of thinking about someone and she talks about like the brain chemistry of it a bit. Okay. So let's see what she says. This is how you actually let go of someone from a neuroscience perspective. I know it can feel really frustrating to feel like you're fighting your thoughts about them when the last thing you want to do is stay stuck on them. And it's not because you're going crazy. It's because you have entire neural pathways devoted to them. In other words, you're used to thinking about them. And worse, most of the time that you thought about them, it made you feel close to them, so you got that little dopamine hit of thinking about them. And now you're trying to reverse it. Well, here's the thing. Trying not to think about something is the best way to think about it. For example, if I told you to not think about the pink elephant playing golf, you would see it in your head, would you not? So the first step is just let your thoughts be what they are. You can start to interrupt the neural pathway by doing a few things every single time the thought of them comes to your head. The first of which is you interrupt yourself by doing something physical, such as wiggling your toes, wiggling your fingers, and then immediately move your mind to something else. Ideally, this should be something about you, your dreams, your career, something funny. This will prune the neural pathway. All right, what are your thoughts? 
I mean, yeah, I agree with that, that the more you're like, don't think about this person, don't think about this person, like that all of a sudden becomes your focus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're even like, oh my God, like I didn't think about them this much when we were hanging out. Um, Right. Because it's a little bit of that like anxiousness almost, right? Of Mm -hmm. like when things are good with someone, like you feel like you can just kind of coast and, you know, your brain can focus on other things because you're not worried about what's going to happen. But like when you're just all over the place and sad then it just it becomes a focus and you kind of create new narratives in your head which is a super dangerous place to get to oh definitely and i think a lot of it is just wondering what they're doing yeah and it's like yeah because before you would just always hear the update yeah so you're just not hearing whatever update whether you know your relationship was talking a lot so texting a lot or even just the like once a night or a phone call like there's this thing of just like oh i'm gonna hear about it Right. So then never hearing about it just makes you, like, want it more. It just makes you miss it. Right. Um, the, like, wiggling your toes or fingers trick is, is interesting. Yeah, that I've never heard. Same. This was the first I've heard that of specific physical things to do. Because originally when she said that, I went, oh, like, exercise? And it's like, no, just wiggle your toes. Yeah. It's interesting. I've never, never tried anything like that before. I'm like, what if you get like PTSD though? And like, you like wiggle your fingers later and it like makes you think about them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. I I feel like, especially now that everyone's working from home, but kind of depending on what your job is, you're usually doing something with your hands. You're typing, Mm -hmm. you're scrolling your computer or your phone that I would say just do the wiggle your toes. Cause just then when she said it, I did it. And I was like, when is the last time I wiggled my toes? I don't know. Like, it's not a movement that you do normally. Right. And it made me think of, like, um, you ever been at the doctor trying to do your reflex? Yeah. And they'll give you something to, like, do with your hands? Or, like, they'll give you something else just to focus on of, like, okay, and squeeze this when I tell you. And it Mm -hmm. just takes away from that other part of your body. So you're no longer thinking about it. And then it has the reflex. Oh, okay. So I feel like there might be something from that related to this that, you know, she didn't explain in a one minute TikTok video. Yeah, <laughs> but, maybe. But I was like, I think there's something correlated with that of like focusing on a different part of your body. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's very similar to the idea of like going out and doing activities with friends. Yeah. Like I think doing some sort of like more than just like going out to lunch with a friend because like you're inevitably just going to talk about it and commiserate. But like if you go and like do something mm-hmm. together, like it's, I mean, even just like go shopping, that kind of thing where you're like physically moving around, it's going to change the the pace of your brain just enough. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I mean, this is, this is kind of why people have the quote breakup body revenge body is because it's like, yeah, focusing on doing a workout mm-hmm. is moving around and just not focusing on anything else or you're away from your phone or whatever it is mm-hmm. that it's like yeah it makes sense like it makes sense why that literally happens to almost everybody that goes through a breakup yeah uh-huh. and it feels great to watch them drool when you see them again yeah right like, yeah, oh, i look have... fantastic thank you yeah that's the revenge body <laughs> so, yeah it's great <laughs> breakup so body is like i'm sad and thinking about them revenge body is um i'm gonna make them regret it yeah look at adele uh yeah I w- yeah i was gonna say adele is kind of both she said she started getting into working out just because her anxiety was really high and it's mm-hmm. like you know could that be from her divorce yes no probably you know who knows who knows, who knows? uh i was gonna say the other thing about the always thinking about them um for me it's more like i'll have that thought about them and then i'm mad at myself that i had the thought 
Mm. Like it's like this cycle of beating yourself up of like, could just stop thinking about them. Right. Like stop, you know. And like, then you can't stop. And you're like, I've never had another thought before in my life. Right. Like, or being this. like, it's been this amount of time. Yeah. Like, why am I still doing this? And, yeah. Uh, I get stuck in that cycle of like being mad that I'm not over it and it's not fully out of my head. Yeah. Especially the times when it like surprises you and then you go down the, the rabbit hole of thinking about them again. You're like, mm -hmm. what? I thought we were done with this. Right. Yeah. You're like, again? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think I, I remember <laughs> after my last breakup, I was like doing laundry in the public laundromat and uh, crap. I forget the name of the song. Anyway, but I, I just remember the song came on the laundromat that like the lyrics, I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, it yeah. made me so mad. I was like, this was a great song. And now, now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So this next uh, TikTok is from this woman. Uh, so my mom's a therapist who I think does give some great advice. This one is about, she often duets videos. And this girl was talking about being someone who like we've said on this pod was never like really approached by people. Okay. I felt like our whole lives, like, no, people weren't just coming to us, asking us out, pursuing us. Uh, so I'll just play this. I am requesting that scientists do a case study on those of us that were never asked out, never asked any dances, never were shown any romantic interest. What Let me see if I can bring a little bit of understanding to what she's talking about. Because during those developmental years, middle school, high school, even college, if our experiences are such that, that we are never desired, that we're never wanted, that we're not shown any of that attention, especially from the people that we are attracted to, then we determine things about ourselves such as something's wrong with me or I'm not the kind that is desired. And here's the interesting thing. We treat those as if they're fact. And then we base our life going forward based on those facts. So yeah, why why would I expect someone to flirt with me if I already feel like something's wrong with me? Why would I desire to be in a relationship long term if that never seemed like an option? You have to keep in mind our brain is wired for survival. I know if you want a part two on how we can start changing that. Okay, what do you think about that? Okay, so this was uh, one of the ones that, you know, just generally popped up in my feed. <laughs> and I remember it was like late at night, I was just scrolling before bed. And it actually like really made me annoyed because I was like, well, you well you didn't give me a solution here. Yeah. I was like, come on, therapist. Like, all right. Like everything she said, I was like, yeah, I feel like one of those people. Yeah. I've had these thoughts many a times. And I was like, so what, a, what, a, what am I supposed to do about it? Like, I felt like she just explained why I have the thought right but, but then i was like so how do i how do you change that and also just kind of felt like an obvious explanation of like okay if during your very formative years your confidence wasn't built in a certain area mm -hmm. you're not just gonna like find it by turning over a rock you know like yeah it's it kind of creates a little bit of your like perception of self yeah and uh a text that was on the video that she didn't say out loud that she added said something of like when someone shows you attention in that way, it feels like foreign and weird to you. Right. But that I didn't agree with of like, when that has happened, I just more am surprised. Uh, like, I don't go, this feels weird. I'm just like, oh. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that reaction. Like, I've definitely felt it before. But I think more times for me, especially as I was like, coming into like, I don't know, like more like womanhood, I guess. Cause I was that like teenager who never really was like asked out or shown much attention or like mm -hmm. didn't really recognize it is that I would, people would be like hitting on me and I would have no idea. Like I just uh, would not okay. catch it. And so I was like, really did not know how to like navigate these situations. And then people later would be like, no, that person was like flirting with you or like they're into you. I'd be like, you're nuts. 
like mm. stop joking like that's not me so like i just never considered myself a player in that game right and just kind of like went for what i went for and like i think that's a little bit why more like formative relationships didn't happen at that early age because like my brain wasn't there because i was like no like my friends are the ones that flirt like i'm just kind of like the good time yeah or just if you naturally don't feel like you have a very flirty personality right like i've never felt i've had a very flirty personality and part of that comes from just generally what i feel but then also like things people have said to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so you're just like yeah okay i guess i'm not that flirty or not that approachable like i don't know what to do about it yeah um because like yeah with her thing when i thought of adolescence like one of the things that popped in my head was like okay school dances uh my my school since freshman year it's like there was like two two a year that was like that you go to with a date homecoming and the valentines right Mm -hmm. i didn't have a date to a dance like i never got asked to a dance till my senior year Mm. my sophomore year i went to one dance with a date because it was my boyfriend at the time okay so even that wasn't like someone's asking me to dance it's like yeah we're going out so like you're my date right you know um yeah we didn't really go with the dates i went with girlfriends to everything except prom yeah that's what i would do yeah or i would organize a big group yeah because i was like well i don't have a date so who else doesn't have a date yeah (laughs) get in here yeah (laughs) um yeah i had a date to prom like and all the dates i had were not like a boyfriend date like i didn't even want that like it just was like yeah how come of all these friends i have why isn't someone just like oh yeah i'll go with erica that'll be fun yeah you know like so it's sometimes on the level of like i like this boy i really hope he likes me or i like this person and but but sometimes it's just on the basic level of like okay everyone else has a date that's just a friend so like am i so bad that no one wants to just be my date to the dance yeah i I think for me i just don't think i was ever like really put in a feminine bucket Mm mm-hmm um even like the other girls who played sports like they were a little like more feminine than me like i just don't think guys saw me that way and a lot of the guys who i was friends with i'd been friends with since i was like god probably like five years old so i I mean even today i'm like i don't know if they actually consider me like a girl like (laughs) you know like there would be never be anything that would happen between us and like now being older i'm like i love those friendships so much because i'm like oh my god like this is a guy who i can talk to about anything um but at the time i agree with you like it sucks you're kind of sitting there of like okay why are you asking out this person but not me right and like talking to me about it (laughs) exactly especially i was i was like the middleman for a lot of those setups Mm -hmm. that it you know i felt like no one in high school was asking people to a dance or asking people out without this like back-end friend that's like yo would you say yes right if so-and-so asked you like it's never blind no it's very rarely blind i asked people blind and i didn't realize how terrifying (laughs) i wouldn't know i wasn't getting asked yeah you know um but yeah i think uh I mean, I, I would have respected this TikTok a little more if it was like, she said that, her explanation, and literally at the end was like, listen, uh, this is a very complex thing to like unwind, and I'm not going to do it in 10 seconds, so sign up for therapy. <laughs> yeah, well, she said light for a part two. Right, yeah. So she owes us one. <laughs> There's going to be 10 parts to this. Yeah, I know. Serious. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's very, I think that's why like a lot of the advice that's, um, very just oh sit and wait or even like very quick to cut people off for like the littlest things uh feels like pretty privilege 
Have you heard this? This is a new term. Yeah. Of like, yeah. oh, this is hot girl privilege advice. Yeah. That like, I, okay, I wasn't that person. Right. So like, you're going to give me that advice and say I'm someone that, you know, even myself, I'm on the app. I'm like, I don't, I'm not getting 20 hinge likes a day. Mm-hmm. Like it's not at that frequent. Like I don't sign up for hinge. Like, oh my God, here's 50 people, you know? Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you're sitting there being like, I already feel like I don't have that many options. And then all the options coming to me, I don't like. It's like, do I do the rules method and just keep waiting and hope, well, eventually there'll be the one guy that comes on to me that I like. Mm -hmm. Or do I change my own mindset and like put myself out there in different ways? I mean, my vote would be the latter. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, We have a mutual friend that said that she was like, God, if I never initiated with any guy, like, I would have never had sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she's like, I feel like I'd never hook up with anybody. Right. Or date anybody. And I'm like, oh, it, for me, I'm like, that's relieving to just hear someone else say that. That's yeah. a woman. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not just me. Right. That feels that way. Yeah. I totally agree. Okay. So the next TikTok we have uh, is from past friend of the show, Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a quote he has about men changing. So I tell women this all the time. All men can change, and all men will change, but there's only one woman that we're going to change for. It's just one. We don't change for all women. We only change for one woman. If he ain't changing, it's because you ain't the woman. All right, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I think it kind of, like, what about divorced guys? Like, yeah, true. You know, like I, I get what he's saying. I just like don't really agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I think the one that they're interested in, they're gonna jump through hoops for. I think both genders do yeah. that. Um, but I think we also live in a society where like people do sometimes have multiple loves, you know, and yeah. make those overtures for multiple people yeah definitely i think it's yeah i think the correct thing is they will change for someone uh they're say in love with or see a future with yeah and i think that it's like less common for a man to do those things than it is for a woman yeah um which i think is like the the heart of what he's trying to say yeah i mean if anything i feel like the majority of advice i've heard and agreed with is that you know men don't change but mainly people don't change of like most people, how they are is going to be how they are. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. When he says changes, I kind of sat there being like, does he mean little things or does he mean big things? I mean, I, I think that people can always have the ability to change, but it just takes like a lot of work and time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, upon like meeting someone. Yeah. I think like, a first date typically like a what is what you see is what you're gonna get mm-hmm. um but i think it's more of the idea of like okay if there's things about them that you're like these things aren't working like i think communication habits is a great pretty basic example but yeah, unless one. it's like pointed out to someone they're not gonna know that needs to be changed and that's something that would kind of make or break a relationship or definitely make or break a relationship and i feel like in this example like a guy who wasn't really really into a woman 
would just be like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't need to call you every night. But if he really wants to be with her, he'd be like, yeah, sure. Eight o'clock. Sounds right. great. Yeah. That's a great example of like a lot of times that's a very simple change of just mm-hmm. being like, oh, you know, I'd like to talk more during the week or through the day or whatever it is for you. And it's like, yeah, that's a very, that's not that hard of a thing for someone to change or right. at least try to compromise on and, and change a little bit. Right. And I, But I think what's unique about something like that is like, yeah, it is a very like brass tax kind of change that you're asking for. But on a macro level, like that really is fundamentally, fundamentally changing the way a person communicates and associates with another person and like the way they consider their own time. Like those kinds of things, like, yeah, in your sort of like one to two, like linear relationship as, as two beings, it's very small, but like big picture a person is completely changing the way that they relate to another person and the way that they construct their time values, you know, their, their own life structure to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. I actually, funny, I didn't pull up this TikTok. There was one I saw and it was this man being interviewed with his wife. And he said, he's like, look, I've never been a big like feelings guy talking about my feelings, like talking about your relationships of like, how are we doing? Where is this going? Like a mm-hmm. check-in. Um, and he goes, so he's like, Here's the thing. He goes, I don't want to have that conversation all the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, so with my wife, I kind of was like, hey, do you want to just like once a week set aside time that like we have that talk of just like, you know, how are you? How how are we doing? Is there anything you want to change? You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And 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 he and she was like, and that was enough for me. She's like, it's just when you feel like you like never get the thing you want. It doesn't mean you always need to get the thing you want, but like finding some type of compromise. But I thought it was very telling that he was like, yeah, I loved her. So I was willing to work on that. Yeah. A little bit, you know? Yeah. I've heard of those kinds of like check-ins too. Feels a little HR-ish, but I see where there's value to it. It does, but I can see how like, God, especially when you have kids, it's like life is busy enough without children. And then if you have children, a lot of times it's like, yeah, a lot of times it's just having alone time together. Yeah. And then... You're like, okay, well, we finally have alone time that I want to enjoy it. But the other part of me is like, there's this thing I need to talk to you about. Right. So I I know a lot of women that get conflicted in that sense of like, I don't want to seem like someone that just nags them all the time. But if I only get them for an hour a week to myself, that's tough of like, okay, yeah, I also want to sit here and have fun, but this other thing's bothering me and it's not going to go away. Yeah. It's like a, do I pick my battles or right exactly what yeah it's very like happy wife happy life Mm -hmm. kind of thing the next tiktok we have is uh one that went viral and i saw a lot of men duetting therapists duetting everybody duetting so uh basically this girl has a theory about if a man touches you on the first date if he touches you on the first date he's not that into you a guy who's 100 percent into you will be slightly scared of you on the first date you can see the fear in his eyes He wouldn't want to mess that up by touching you in any way. No kissing, no touching, not even on the arm. None of my boyfriends ever tried to touch me on the first date, but a lot of guys who ghosted me tried to. Okay, very quick, but this blew up quick. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, What are your thoughts? Uh, So what's hard is I think you often just look at your own dating history Mm -hmm. of like, okay, of the people I ended up dating and being with that were really into me what what happened on those first couple dates Mm -hmm. and for me i don't have like a crazy data pool to pull from Mm -hmm. however the data pool i have this is true that they did not try to touch me did not try to kiss me make a move interesting mine is not uh i've only had one guy that i've 
dated that did not make a move on the first date. Not like a hard move, but like there right. wasn't touching. There was a hug. Uh, well, I feel like this hug. I feel like hug shouldn't count in this, right? Right. Like a hug, hello, hug, goodbye. Right. The others that I ended up with, like there was definitely like a little bit of action on the first date. What would you say of kiss on the first date? Is yeah. that still majority? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't really think this is true. Like, I don't think... I think every person is different with, like, what they're comfortable with on the first mm-hmm. date. So, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't think they're afraid of you. I think there's a little bit of, like, nerves. So, like, yeah. if they don't initiate something, like, that would probably be why. I, I think it's more telling of, like, if a guy is into you, he's going to respect your boundaries. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know this girl, but if she's someone that doesn't really want to be physical on a first date in any way and isn't comfortable, it's like, yeah, a guy that likes you is going to respect that and not, like, try to test those boundaries. Yeah, she also kind of sounds like the type of girl who's going to, like, really, like, call a dude out when he tries. So, like, I feel like the guys who do try, she would probably be someone to write off. Mm -hmm. Which is, I understand, like, a large assumption, but... Like you said, like she's not into that. That's probably a boundary for her. Yeah. What do you think this theory would be? Do you think it would be true if it was sex specifically? Not like just touching, kissing. Or a guy who's into you is not going to try to have sex with you on the first date. I don't don't think it really matters. Uh, Because I've had successful relationships that we've slept together on the first date. Right. And ones that we haven't. Yeah, I think that's another one that depends. Yeah. I think it's just... I don't know. It's all circumstance. You kind of read a vibe. Sometimes you carry on like a, a moment, a feeling. And like, I don't know. We're all big boys and girls. I think it's more of like the way they treat you afterwards is really yeah. going to tell more. I don't think in like a first date, you can really ever fully know what mm-hmm. you're going to get. Because there's times where you're like, oh, my God, like sparks flew. It was so much fun. And then you just never hear from them again, regardless of you touched or not. And you're just like, what were we both were on the same date? Yeah. And then there's other times where you're like that was like pulling teeth and they won't stop texting you mm-hmm. and yeah i don't <laughs> yeah both cases you're like i i don't think we were on the same date yeah yeah i think um i think this would be more accurate if it said uh someone not just men someone who is interested in you will be a little bit hesitant to be physical because i think most people are a little in their head of they don't want to mess it up when they're into somebody yeah like the pursuit of the people who are like definitely into me it was like more subtle Mm -hmm. but the ones who were just like took charge and like tried to like make out like hard you're just like no i know what this is like stop yes yeah i think that's a more accurate assessment yeah um because i felt like on a handful of dates whatever first date third date whatever of like initiating touching i've been able to read like i can tell this dude kind of wants to like touch me mm-hmm. but i could tell he's hesitating yeah that like i've just bit the bullet and initiated a little mm-hmm. like the slightest just like little touch on the arm and they're yeah. kind of like oh oh okay yeah she's not gonna mind light. if i do that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like very simple yeah okay all right this next tiktok uh is back to the, your mom's a therapist of it's debating the saying if he wanted to he would when I go into trying to logically reason things through, well, if he would want, if he'd want to, he would, but I want to and I don't, that's all in our head. See that? It's all cognitive. And none of that's going to get us anywhere. I mean, think about it. If you follow that train of thinking, where exactly do we think that's going to have us end up? 
I'll tell you where, in a place that doesn't feel super great, doesn't feel good in our body. So I want us to try something else. Let's see if we can go about this differently. In actuality, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter their motivation. It doesn't matter what's going on in their head. All that matters is, does this work for me? I watch with my eyes, I see their action. Do I wanna communicate about it? Or do I just wanna simply say, this doesn't work for me and I move on? Here's the kicker. It's not coming up with the answers to our reasoning. It's not reasoning in the first place. All right, what are your thoughts? I agree with that. I think it's a pretty toxic statement for women um because you just don't ever know what someone else is doing what they've got going on uh what their circumstances are and i i think if you're interested in someone and you're saying they're kind of in that zone of like if he wanted to he would but i want to and i don't like just send a text you know see if you're trying to like get a drink or something just ask them out and see what that reaction is i think that you're gonna be able to more clearly assess their like response to you than you are of trying to figure out some like puzzle in your head of what they're doing what they're thinking and like putting together i don't know like instagram stories trying to piece it all together you're just gonna drive yourself nuts Mm -hmm. like give yourself something to to base it on yeah and i i think a lot of people have been there where you just you just have a gut feeling and i've been that person of i have a gut feeling and maybe I'm feeling anxious, right? Whatever it is. But usually I have a gut feeling of, I don't think this person's interested. And that is actually usually when I initiate the most. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm like, well, I'm going to get my answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to hit them up, chat. I'm going to throw out like, yeah, let's get a drink sometime. Or would love to see you again. Whatever it is, suggest something. And reading their answer on that is just the answer that I need. Exactly. If I just go, I want to see this person again. Do I want to sit here and wait? And always wonder why they never contacted me or bite the bullet and be like, okay, this is a little scary and I feel anxious and it sucks. But like when I get the answer and it's not the answer I want, the only good thing from it is I just go, okay, well, we just confirmed our gut feeling. Right. You know? Yeah. Like I was hoping for a different outcome. It's not the outcome I wanted. But the good news is I was trusting my gut in a way of like, okay, your gut was right. Yeah. I just, I think the other thing too is like, we always talk about how attractive confidence is like don't sit there and wallow just take control of the situation and you know if it works out awesome if it doesn't on to the next one like it clearly like if you're sitting there like waffling on something that much in your head of like if he's gonna text you or not you probably don't know this person that great like yeah i feel like it's not a huge loss like just move on yeah it's always when it's new yeah and the thing that she said in her video too was like what works for you right do you want to communicate that or walk away Mm -hmm. like that being your only two options i think is the most clear Mm -hmm. of you know there's many people that have rules about initiating uh whatever number of dates or whatever number of length of time of knowing someone and the thing is when they say those rules and you ask them why their answer typically is always like well i'm just i'm i'm too anxious and it freaks me out too much to be initiating Mm -hmm. and it's like okay well that's how you are and so that's what you need is you need someone that's going to actively pursue you all the time in the beginning and Mm -hmm. like all right well that's what you've decided yeah like i kind of see it as uh i actually say it similar to when we had finding mr Hyde on and she said i do have a height preference yeah i said a height preference she goes and i know that lowers my dating pool and i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. i feel like making the choice with initiating is kind of the same thing yeah of basically being like okay yeah that's because i know plenty of men that are very like 
yeah, after like one, even just one date, two dates, they're like, I notice if I'm never being contacted. Yeah, I do think that because height is like physical and initiating is more of like a like there's more thought behind that it's something that you can control i think yeah that would be something that you would have to like communicate to your partner though of like this is hard for me um if like if you get down the line a little bit because otherwise you're going to put the other person in a situation of like why aren't they ever you know doing anything especially if it's like initiating like physical contact or uh, you know, those kinds yeah. of things. Because uh, I've had guys say that to me before of like, I feel like you never initiated. And I was like, I never meant for you to feel that that way. Right. Because like, right, I right. didn't even realize like I was doing it and that it was like a, a wall that I had when I got nervous. So it's like, if you recognize that, maybe like let someone know. So then they're not saying they're being like, do they even want me to do this? Right. Yeah. I meant like early on, the initiating thing is often like a line drawn in the sand Mm. that people don't budge on. And it's like, it's one of those things that I feel like I used to try to change people's minds, but now I'm just like, well, if that's your line in the sand you want to make, fine. Right. Like fine. And it, and it's, it is going to weed people out like, but you're choosing to do that. And if that's what you truly want and what works for you, then go for it. Yeah. You know? And I think that about any line in the sand. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's, you know, like Logan Uri says, figure out what are your deal breakers, you know? Right. And it, understand the consequences of them. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this last one uh, is this guy who's recently blown up on TikTok, who is a therapist, uh, Jeff Gunther. All right. So it's 15 really personal questions you should ask on a first date uh, if you don't want to waste your time. 15 really personal questions you should consider asking on a first date if you don't want to waste your time. Careful, though. Because you could scare some folks away. Also, maybe duet me your answers. Okay. Do you want kids? Do you want to be in a monogamous relationship? Do you want to get married one day? Who did you vote for in the last election? Who do you first go to for support? Your partner or yourself? How often do you drink or do drugs? How done are you with your ex? How important is religion to you? What's your main priority in life? How often do you want to do it? How adventurous are you in bed? When an argument happens, do you initially want to process it or get some space? Would you ever be open to relationship therapy? What's your number one deal breaker? Why do relationships typically end for you? Any of those stick out to you? Yeah, the adventurous in bed. Uh, and how often do you like to do it? I I feel like sex questions like that, it's not going to come off natural, uh, or like most likely not. And I also feel like it's pretty presumptuous on a first date because it's, I feel like anytime you're talking about sex on a first date, it kind of feels like one party assumes that like you're going to sleep together. Yeah. I, I don't like if I'm wanting to date someone, if I'm interested in them. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to bring up anything sexual. Yeah. Like, or that sexual and that specific. Or like joke of an innuendo or something. I'm not like, oh, no. Right. This is serious dating, but. Right. Because I don't know how you say, like, how adventurous are you in bed without feeling like all you want to do is sleep with someone. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, we're straight women that I'm like, look, maybe that varies based on your sexuality. But 
for me, like dating men, I'm like, yeah, I feel like that would just be me being like, do you want to hook up later? And what do you want to do? Right. It's like live sexting. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it would feel like. It's weird. And it just like, it also kind of takes like the fun out of the first time you do sleep with someone new. Right. They're like, okay, I kind of knew the game plan already. You know, like, where's the adventure here? It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. Or like building the intimacy and trust to really say like what you do want in bed. Because most people, especially men, aren't going to tell you like everything they want to do. Exactly. It's like, yeah, all right, let's let's have a first round here. Let's have a rough draft. Yeah. And see where it goes. And it's just like such an off-putting question that I would feel like, God forbid, someone was like, well, you know, this one time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're talking about them like having slept with another person because like yeah. they're going to go to their memory bank. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I've weirdly had a guy like ask me something along those lines and then get mad that I referenced a time with another man. And I looked at him and I was like, where, where do you think I get these answers from? Right. I'm like, how would I know that's what I like? Yeah. If I didn't do that with somebody. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Do you think I'm some, like, virgin queen who just, like, saw this one time in a video that I wasn't supposed to watch? <laughs> it looked, like, fun. Yeah. You're, like, supposed to pretend, like, oh, this idea seems cool that I've never done. Right. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think how often is a conversation of when you're dating someone and having sex after the, like, honeymoon phase? yeah or even maybe during but it's like honeymoon phase usually is you're having sex more than you would if you were in a long-term relationship for most people not you know yeah or i don't know like i guess kind of just like ride it out and like if you hit a rut then maybe that's when you should be like should we be blocking off time to like making sure that we do still have this physical intimacy right or consciously being like i would like to have sex more right and seeing if they're like don't agree or have been feeling the same way like you never know yeah uh yeah the two sexual ones i thought not for a first date um i thought number one deal breaker was interesting yeah or instead of saying number one i feel like this has come up on dates for me of just like what would be like what would you say your deal breakers are Mm -hmm. and a lot of times that's when like kids come up yeah, I feel like a lot of these could kind of, like, fall under the deal breaker umbrella. Yeah, kids, uh, who you marriage. voted for. Yeah. Um, drugs. Yep. Definitely. Religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of that falls under that, I think. Yeah. Like, I, like, it's a nice kind of general question that, like, you can have a combination of, like, kind of fun answers and keep it light, but mm-hmm. then some serious ones. Yeah. I also think that, like, there's... Obviously, he was just, like, getting topics out there that you need to talk about. And right. I, I do, like, agree with, like, politics and religion and all that stuff. But, like, I think there's, I don't know, a bit more, like, tactful way to a- ask it rather than making it feel like a, an interview or, like, a Q&A. Yeah. I mean, the big one right now is just, like, vaccinated or not. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, funny, like, when the vaccines were first coming out, I felt like that was a more common question because... Mm-hmm of just kind of being more on lockdown and not mixing and New York city, not being fully open Mm -hmm. that it was a question people were frequently saying, or they would just go, by the way, I am vaccinated. Right. And just wait to see what you say. Yeah. I mean, New York city is so great in that. Like if you're going to go to a bar, you have to show vaccination to get proof of vax to get in. So it's like anywhere now. Yeah. So it's like you, you already have your answer Mm -hmm. there. So you don't really need to ask about that. Um, yeah. What do you think of the question of what is your main priority in life right now? 
I think that's an interesting one. I think it's very similar to what are your goals? Yeah. Um, which I think is a good question. Um, or like, where do you want to be in five years? Yeah. Because, and a, one question I like is like, if you could do anything, what, what would you do? In terms of like for work or just uh, do you throw it general like that? Yeah. For like, work. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, I like that question on hinge. Mm-hmm. It's very telling. Uh, but then it kind of bothers me when people like brag, like I am doing the thing I want to do. I'm like, all right, answer a different question, man. <laughs> oh, on hinge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, like, like it's something of like, I've seen a lot of guys like they'll put like braggy things, like very specific, like stats and stuff. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Like, that's just a flex. Right. Yeah. The other piece of caution that I do actually have for uh, these types of TikToks that I actually, it's funny we do this because I got a thing from a guy the other day, a friend of mine who said they can tell when a TikTok like that goes viral for women because mm. all of a sudden every date they go on feels like it's the same. And it's like, I'm just, there's some sort of crowdsource information. Oh, oh you mean a man on a date can tell. Yeah, because they're like, if it's someone who's single and like actively dating, they oh. said they can tell when there's like, they're like, I don't know what it is. Or like a, a viral TikTok, a, po- a big podcast covered something. Mm-hmm. I don't watch. I don't listen to those things. But they're like, I can tell because all of a sudden it's kind of like the same date keeps happening over and over again. And I'm like, this is a very unoriginal person. Yeah, funny. So I would just, you know, like, I think these are good topics to bring up in conversation. And that's why I'm like, be more tactful about it because mm-hmm. I think it's important to know a lot of this information, but like, don't run through your list of questions. Yeah. Or I like to go, when I go on a first date, I like to kind of just think on my way there. I'll just be like, oh, what are like a couple questions that I could ask mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily crazy serious, right? Because mm-hmm. no one wants to feel like an interview the whole time. Right. But just a thing of like, okay uh if i feel like there's like a lull or something or i want to change topics is another one uh Mm -hmm. of like oh it's something fun i could throw out there um but the thing is i feel like the great dates are the ones that i don't end up sitting there being like okay what's a question i can ask right you know yeah it should just feel like a very natural conversation and so that's why like i do also have some like caution signs around things like this like i i think over time like a relatively short period of time it's Mm -hmm. important to get to know this stuff about someone but just i don't i don't think it all necessarily needs to be on the first date no i I, you know a question i think is very interesting i don't think i'd throw on a first date but why do most of your relationships end yeah i wouldn't ask that either i feel like sometimes that naturally comes up if someone opens up to you about a past relationship and why that one ended but to be like why do most of them end yeah and like i think we're i think there's a couple of issues with that like one it's like you're checking like the level of introspection on on the person and like kind of assuming in some ways like they've done something wrong whereas like sometimes like they got fucked over right you know but they can't be like oh every time it's the other person because otherwise then you know then they sound like they're just not very self-aware uh like there's not a good way i feel like for someone to get out of that question and like what if they just kind of had like a traumatic experience of like being cheated on or like something like there's so many things to relationship endings that are out of one party's control or even both parties control that Mm. i don't know i don't think it's it's really a worthwhile question what's funny is like 
when I heard that question, I actually thought I was like, well, the person can easily lie. Yeah. Like say it was that they always cheated. Like they always got caught cheating and they got, you know, the relationship ended. I'm like, do you think someone would say that? No. Especially on a first date? Like, I don't think so. Right. It's, you're not going to get a positive answer Mm -hmm. to that. So I agree with you. I don't think someone's going to be totally honest. They're going to sugarcoat whatever like real problem they may or may not understand themselves to have. Yeah. I was going to say, um, the monogamy question. I don't like that. He said, are you looking for a monogamous relationship right now? I believe was the full question, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's very fair to bring up monogamy kind of early into dates now, especially if you're in an area like New York of like, I know so many people that are in open relationships or like doing the more polyamorous route. Um, but I, that's something that I'm like, I don't know how I would directly bring that up. Yeah. But it did come up naturally on a date and I'm, I'm like racking my brain of how I think it was cause they were asking me about the podcast mm. and I said like, well, we interviewed like all types of people. And as, and I mentioned that we interviewed someone who was polyamorous. Um, and I'd said that's becoming more popular uh, or I said ethically non-monogamous is what I said. Mm-hmm. And then he was like ethically non-monogamous and i said like polyamorous but there's different levels xyz and he was like is that really popular and i was like look i know a lot of people that are and then i just openly said i'm not a polyamorous or not monogamous person i was like i'm more monogamous but you know i was like it's kind of open and he was like yeah i'm I'm more of a monogamous person too he's like i've never done like an open relationship okay so i feel like like but it's like you know i have a podcast that's a that's an easy way to work that in but right but it is a fair question Oh, for sure. And like, you don't also want to get caught off guard if all of a sudden you're like in the kind of like DTR conversations and mm. then they're like, oh, by the way, like, I don't ever want to fully be monogamous. Yeah. It's something that like, especially if you're dating through apps, it's kind of just assumed that if the other person is ethically non-monogamous or polyamorous, that they either will have it on their profile or they will bring it up to you. Yeah. But like many things, it's kind of like, yeah, that responsibility, is it necessarily always on them? Who knows? You know? I mean, I would, I would think so. I would like it to be. Yeah. Because it's not really like the, I guess, uh, majority of Mm -hmm. like the social construct. And it's not the traditional way of dating that you would think that someone would want to say that, um, just to make it inherently clear, especially if you're going ethical, non-monogamous, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. to cover your bases. But uh, yeah, because I think like there is a level of implication that when you're dating and starting to like see each other more, that it's like, okay, we're con- seriously considering each other. Yeah. So um, it's tough. Yeah. Like men I know that are ethically non-monogamous do bring it up right away before they even meet them or because mm-hmm. they have brought it up before on a first date. And I feel like a lot of times for people that are like that, it's like very quickly, I think they just are like, okay, well now I'm wasting my time and energy, just even being on the state and you're immediately not open to this at all. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think it's fair game. I do too. Uh, all right. Well, any, any closing thoughts on the TikTok world? No, I think we covered it. So, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, if any of you have, uh, anything you want to send us for the pod to talk about, uh, don't send us a million TikToks. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that because we're, we're scrolling. There's a lot of them. Uh, however, if there is a person on TikTok uh, you think that's like a therapist, like two of the ones that we use that gives great advice you want to suggest as a guest, feel free to throw us uh, throw that our way or any other resources you have uh, that you think we should talk about on the show. 
You can DM us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.